Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, zooming in, we've got a lovely husband and wife team of real estate investors from London, Ontario. We've got Jagal and Hamani Shah. Welcome, you guys, to the call. Great to have you here. Great to have Dave as well. This is really nice. Nice. And Hamani, tell us a little bit about when you guys got started as real estate investors and and what got you into this whole real estate world? So we came, we started our life like completely new because both of us come to camp, to came to Canada back in 2016. And we came as international students. Both of us were doing our master's back then. Uh-huh. Uh, Just the- out of curiosity, where did you come from and master's in what? Uh, so we both of us are from India and we did master of engineering. I did electrical and Jugal did mechanical. Oh, geez. Well, most- now I'm intimidated. So I got two brainiacs on the call. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of like all about, okay, how the numbers work or like, does the number make sense? Right. Yeah. And we started working in 2018 and we bought our first property in 2020, yeah. right? And then right during COVID. So, well, okay, well, let's back up a little bit. So you're international students from, from India, mm-hmm. studying in Canada. You, were you guys together before you came to Canada or you met in Canada? No. 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 So that's a, like a story. We are from the same city, but we met in Canada for the first okay. time. Yeah. Nice. I love those kind of stories. Okay, so you're both engineers, brainiacs. You're getting your master's degrees. You get nice, high-paying engineering type jobs. What got you into real estate? Why real estate? What sparked that interest so, the first time? So after we bought our first house, like we were sitting down and discussing like, where do we want and what do we want in our life? And how can we get there? Right. And so, so did you already kind of see that the nine to five job was limited? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nine to five was limited to us and we really wanted to grow. And real estate was always like a go-to thing. Like when we went to school in Windsor, University of Windsor, and when we are roaming around, we see for sale signs. And for sale was always like, we used to go on realtor.cn. We were like, what's the price of this? What's the price of that? And that kick us. And every time we were looking at for sale signs, trying to know, know more about the real estate and that got us in. Nice, nice. Now, did either one of you have a background or family who were real estate investors back home? Or was this kind of a new thing once you got to Canada? That's a brand new thing for both of us. Okay, so you got your first, you got your first property that was your primary residence, was it? Yes. Okay, yeah. And then what? And then we were like, okay, what's next? How we can grow exponentially? And then it was a COVID time at that. And we are seeing, okay, real estate markets picking up. You see in the news, right? Like 20% up market, 30% up. So we are like- Hint, hint, you guys, it doesn't always do that. That's not (laughs) normal. We agree. We agree. Been there. Been there. there. So yeah, we were looking at that and we saw like, okay, Sudbury is really a good area where we can go in. So we bought our first property in Sudbury. Your first investment property. First yes. investment property in Got Sudbury. It. Now, Great. just out of curiosity, sorry you're interrupting. I'm just, it's, I'm always curious because you guys are young couple, students. I don't know if you had massive student debt or whatever getting out of, getting out of school. 
But were you doing anything with your primary residence as an investment or were you just living there or were you house hacking or doing anything like that? Nope, just living there. And okay. to be honest, we have learned from Rich Dad and Poor Dad. And we have read that book, like how you can earn passive income because that's the best way to grow. Got it. So based from that, like we are like, okay, if you want to buy the rental properties, income generating properties. So, so there was so Sudbury. So you just so you kind of looked around, you found Sudbury for people that aren't familiar with Sudbury. Maybe let them know how far away is that from where you guys are in London. So based on the Toronto traffic, it can be six hours drive. It can be more than that. But <laughs> definitely we consider six hours drive from our All place. Right. It's it's quite a ways away from where you guys are. So yes. you're basing your decision on market fundamentals, not convenience. That's for sure. Yeah. So what was the first property you guys bought? So first property was a single family house that we mm -hmm. bought in Sudbury was already rented property, great tenants over there. They are a person who was over there as a certified electrician. And we are like, okay, a tradesperson. I'm into manufacturing background, so I know how critical the trade persons are. And yeah. we looked at their profile and we were like, these are the perfect tenants whom we can trust, whom we know will take good care of the house. And that's why we said, okay, this is a good deal for us. And, and just out was, of curiosity, why was why was the owner selling the property? So owner was just doing retirement at that yeah. time. COVID came. So that person was just selling it, the whole portfolio. And this mm -hmm. was one of the deal in Sudbury, which he was looking to sell. Got it. All right. Very good. So win-win scenario for, for everybody. All right. That's the first one. So single family home, uh, smaller city, more affordable city. So it cash flows mm -hmm. positive. Yeah. What was your next next property? So the next property that came up was like, okay, the market was going up, the interest rates were going up. And then when, and again, both of us are engineers, right? So we, are, we love numbers. We always look at the matrix. We are the numbers person, like both of us from engineering background helps us to understand what's positive cash flow, what's negative. With interest rate going up, we are like, which deal will make sense? And then we are like, none of the deals are making sense. And then we got to know with one of the realtor that there is a rent to own program going on. Mm -hmm. And we came across rent to own program. We learned a lot of different stuff about rent to own on the Google. First, we tried that, uh, mm -hmm. learned what it is about and also from the realtor. And then we, we ran the numbers were making sense and the cash flow was great, right? Yeah. So we are like, we want to grow our cash flow because again, passive income, whatever is the means, keep earning passive income. So rent to own was a great stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we bought the property in Hamilton. It was a duplex. So you bought both sides of the duplex or one side of the duplex? No, both sides of the duplex. And are both of them rent to own tenants, tenant buyers yes. in the property? Okay, very good. It's like just like one family renting it all. So making our life easier that we just have to talk to one person and they can both handle like it nicely. So two brothers were owning that property. Oh, we had a little glitch there, you guys. So Himani, I think you were saying that both sides of the duplex are rented to the same family. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's like two brothers renting it out currently and they are planning to buy it for a, buy it in the future. So that makes it makes it like a secured exit strategy that we know that this is how we are going to exit out of the deal. 
So how long of a rent-to-own deal is it? So it's a three-year term. Uh-huh. And we are getting a good NOI after that, good return on investment. We are looking at 38% return on investment. Mm-hmm. Annualized so, or total? Annualized. Yeah, when you take everything into account, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, and then have you got another one on the go or is, is that? Yeah, so there is another one as well. That's in mm-hmm. Timmins, which is on the go as well for us. Same thing. Uh-huh. It's a duplex property for us. And it's the same stuff, same family owning that. So we just have one side of the duplex in that one. We do not have both the sides for that one. But it's the same thing. Like we are looking for a cash flow, great cash flow where the interest rates are high. In Ontario, it's really tough to find the income generating property, which mm-hmm. gives the passive income. So yeah, the other properties in Timmins making us a good cash flow. Very good. So what has been your learning throughout this real estate journey so far you guys what's what have been your big takeaways so far well i can say four big key takeaways are four pillars you should definitely have in your team those are your power team and Mm -hmm. that's the four pillars which we consider the first one we would say is the real estate agent it has to be the investor based then your mortgage agent then your lawyer and your accountant Definitely. And we consider that if you have those four pillars perfect, you can succeed really well in your investing. Is your mortgage broker helping your tenant buyers qualify for financing? Is he involved with them at all or she involved with them at all? Yeah. So the good stuff about this rent to own is like the realtor who's finding this already qualifies them and then give us the document that based on this, this, this analysis, the current tenant will qualify after three years. Okay, but the current tenant usually has to do something to qualify. So who's, I, I have a background in rent to own, you guys. So I've, I've been through the cycle several times. What, uh, what are you guys going to proactively do to make sure that your tenant buyers follow the plan? Yeah, so from the tenant buyer, they have given us the deposit. And each month they gave us the credit on top of their regular rent. That means that's the security that they give to us that after three years, they will be buying the property from us. So that's a great security for us. And it's a great positive cash flow as well. Completely understand. But they typically have to be doing something to improve their credit situation in order to qualify at the end of the three-year timeframe. So are you are you doing anything proactive to help them get qualified? Yes. So for that basis, based on the mortgage agent, which who has already done the analysis of their profile, their credit score, have touched base with them and mentioned that these are the main areas where you have to clean up your debt, which mm-hmm. will increase your credit, like overall credit score. And based on that, you will be qualifying for the mortgage in three years of term. All right. Well, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of unsolicited rent-to-own advice. All right. That is uh, to never rely on the tenant buyer by themselves to improve their credit if they have poor credit. Uh, the, The reason is that stupid is very hard to fix. And that sounds terrible to say, but it's true. When people are financially stupid... Unless they get hands-on guidance and hands-on follow-up 
where you're you're actually checking in with them i would recommend i would recommend every 3 months at minimum every 6 months to just see how they're doing with the credit plan ask me how i learned this the hard way you guys all right because just because they've given you a big deposit up front just because they're paying in a much higher than average rent or they're paying in their rental credits separately or however you've got it structured does not mean that they are by themselves going to become financially intelligent, right? Because very, very difficult. And I can tell you several times, you know, oh, Dave got a really good deal on a new pickup truck. Well, guess what? That just screwed up your- True, 100%. (laughs) <laughs> so I I'm I'm glad that you guys are doing rent to own, but unless your mortgage broker is doing that for you, you need to do that yourselves. Mm-hmm. Just just if you want it to succeed. Um, awesome. Yeah. Great highly, lesson highly learned. Great <laughs> lesson learned. Thank you. Now, so I I completely understand the appeal of rent to own. Here's another learning lesson that I had, you guys. Rent tone is great, especially when it all works out, but it actually is a very sad day when the tenant buyer buys the house. (laughs) (laughs) Because then it's like, oh, there went the cash flow. There there went the mortgage pay down. There went all of those lovely profit centers on a deal. So what are you guys planning to do to uh, keep this going or... Or what? What's your what, what's your plan of action there? So our plan of action is like every six months we try to acquire one property. Okay. And yeah. that will be on the rent to own basis. That way we know like continuous our cash flow is maintaining, uh-huh. and then we keep increasing. Again, that's still our target. And based on the current market situation, and we have to find a true real estate investor. As I said, four key players are really important. So. We are in constant touch with the real estate agent that brings out the good deal to us. And as from our history, we are engineers. We love the numbers. If deal makes sense, we are into it. If not, then we just pass on. So when it comes to financing these deals, I imagine at this point, both of you have good jobs and good credit and and are able to qualify. Is that... Is that what you're planning to do is just self-finance these deals or are you going to start bringing on joint venture partners and investors? So right now, like we are already starting to work on some of the JVs and we are starting to look out of province and now we are networking a little bit to connect with more members so that we can do JV and we can acquire better, maybe multi-families. So we are now targeting, we have done duplex so far and a lesson we learned is like whatever you put into one unit is the same you are going to do the work when you are Mm -hmm. working with 10 units. So like, why not acquire 10 units or five units and do that much of work and get some nice cash flow? So you're looking at switching out of rent to own and, and getting into multifamily properties with joint ventures. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. yes that's or right. doing, or doing both at the same time. Both. Definitely. That's our goal. So that when after three years of time frame, those tenant buyers are gone, we still have something that will be keep generating our cash flow. What's generating right now. 
But on the bigger term perspective, if we look from 10 years of our goal, we will be looking for the bigger multifamily deal. So, but you're looking to bring on joint venture partners for the rent to own deals as well? Not for rent to own right now, but for multifamily, yes. Yeah. And also we are looking to raise the capital as well. So we will be also looking at that options. Raise the capital for what? So for multifamily deals, ah. which we will be looking at. So you'll continue to self-finance the rent to own deals, but raise capital for the, the multifamily deals. Is that correct? Yes, that's Got correct. It. Got it. That makes sense. Excellent, you guys. Well, I think you've got a good plan of action there. Um, do you see any challenges moving ahead? Any any issues moving ahead, either in the finding deals or or raising capital side of things? Not really right now. Just mm -hmm. one key thing will be the finances, right? To get the proper finance structure in place, to find the good JV partner where both the connections are joining properly. Everybody has the same goal. That's the only key thing. So for your joint venture partners for the multifamily, are you looking, are you going to be bringing capital to the table and you're looking for other joint venture partners to bring capital to the table and expertise? Or are you talking about finding passive joint venture partners who bring in the capital? So we are looking for a joint venture partner who will be bringing in the capital. And with the expertise, with their experience in the real estate, that will be the great benefit for us. And what are you guys going to bring to the table? So from our side, we have a really great credit score. So we can definitely hold the mortgage. Yes. And both of us are in really good. Like she's the senior software developer. I'm the quality manager for the automotive company. So... We have a really good credit score and we really maintain that really well. We don't nice. buy the nice, good deal trucks randomly. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. So we'll, be, we'll be holding the mortgage and then we'll be looking for the JV partner to bring in the capital. Yeah, plus, I mean, you guys will be very, very well equipped to do the underwriting for these kind of properties when, I mean, you just... Get a little bit of, of, of education around that for multifamily. You already have it for single family. It's it's not going to be difficult for you by any stretch. Also sounds like you're very good at, you know, analyzing markets and, and finding these kind of situations. Um, when, what about when it comes to finding the deals? Do you guys have somebody on your team that you're going to be relying on or, or are you going to be looking for off-market type properties? So currently, basically, we are looking at both, but like we have few realtors, which we are working in like out of province, which are in like New Brunswick and other places. So we work with them. They just send us like few of the deals like we have identified our criteria that, okay, we are, we don't want to buy in any area. We want to stick with certain areas and certain limitations. So we have identified with those realtors. So whenever they find such deal, they, they will like reach out to us that, okay, do you think this is something you would like? We run quick numbers on the property to say like, okay, how is it cash flowing right now? What could be our future course of action? Like in general, before we get into detail. And if that makes sense, we kind of set up some video walkthroughs for them and then if we like we take it forward or if we don't like we see like okay does it make sense or is it gonna work 
in long term because these are like multi-families which we are gonna gonna hold for at least few years right mm -hmm. so, yeah. makes sense you guys well hey congratulations on what you've done so far it's very impressive and you're poised to do even bigger and better things and you guys hey if people want to connect with you and find out more where should they go or how should they what's the best way for them to connect with you well, Facebook is a big platform right now, and yeah. there's many crowd on the Facebook. That's definitely a go-to thing. Like we have the same username and profile, but even a call, call or text is the best way to go. And 519-992-3781, that's the go-to phone number. Anytime real estate is open for networking. So would love to connect with the open-minded real estate people. Keep learning, and every day is a new day to learn. So it most definitely is. Well, you guys, good job on your first podcast interview. Yes. Thank, thank you so you. much, Dave. <laughs> uh, really great hosted by you. Thank you very much, you guys. All right. Thanks for being on the show and everybody. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.